millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com In a special investigative report, Roundball Rock presents Man's Not Fans, The Rise and Fall of the Scoop NBA. I'm your host, Joey Devine, here with my producer and co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you today? I'm okay. Uh, my mind's just been blown by all this basketball journalism that we've been doing yeah. and investigating. Now, you know what? People don't always give Roundball Rock credit for this as a podcast uh we 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 broke the story about jay moore's relationship with Jeannie bus owner of the lakers we broke the story of uh marcus lamonis uh-huh. uh owning the uh owning the trademark of trust the process yeah yeah we we got a little assist from friend of the pod darren Ravel, but uh and we, now we blew that wide open. Oh, oh, and just our landmark series about um, analingus in the NBA. And now we're going to reveal we have an exclusive interview mm-hmm. with the founders of NBA Twitter's biggest. Um, They're like disruptors, would yeah. you say? Yeah. Uh, but also NBA Twitter's biggest mystery, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Scoop NBA. So let's walk us through. Late last year, around June, uh, a series of fake news accounts started appearing in people's feeds, uh-huh. reporting on like how Kawhi was going to the Boston Celtics. Uh, how Al Horford was going to restructure his contract. <laughs> So that the team could land LeBron in the summer. Something not possible under the basketball CBA. But they did have the, the language down enough so that that Al Horford thing has a headline, Seeing Rings in the Future. Mm-hmm. And um, because people on the internet will believe anything, um, people very quickly were were there to correct, to argue... Um, all you have to say is sources say something. Um, 
and the scoop NBA showed up, and then there were uh, like a staff of five reporters. Yeah, so the scoop the NBA scoop... was a main account that claimed uh-huh. to be a news, an NBA news website, a news site that was that coming, had yeah. hired five or six reporters <laughs> that no one had ever heard of, <laughs> and for about a week in NBA Twitter, all hell broke loose uh-huh. concerning the scoop NBA. Uh, Bloggers were fighting with bloggers. People were siding uh, with either the scoop or real news. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, until today, many people thought friends of the pod, Corbin A. Smith and John Wilms of the Take It or Break It podcast, were yeah, behind the scoop NBA. Corbin was an enthusiastic supporter, retweeter, um... I believe he I believe he applied to be a writer at one point. Uh they also claimed that they were going to start a podcast network with Take It or Break It, I believe at one point. They did, yes. Um So anyway, and people were so mad. People were so mad at the Scoop NBA. Yeah, I think you I think you're I think this is fake. Yeah, for like a year, people have been mad at the Scoop NBA. Uh-huh. And for like a year, no one knew who was behind the Scoop NBA. Yeah. But Sean and I do. And full journalistic, inte- for journalistic integrity, we have decided to um, continue giving anonymity. Yeah. But here it is. Roundball Rock presents an investigative report man's not fans the rise and fall and rise again of the scoop nba nba twitter's an interesting place it's a place for news for jokes for memes for photos of michael jordan either carrying tequila and or crying It's not usually a place for scandal. That wasn't true early last June when the lower levels of NBA Twitter were rocked by a series of fake reporters purporting to work for a fake news website called The Scoop NBA. For a whole four days, several high-level bloggers were embroiled in an epic battle against fake news. And then, without any explanation, the Scoop NBA was gone. Two days ago, I set out to find the answers. Who was behind the Scoop NBA? Why did they leave? What is going on? And maybe, in the end, learn a little bit about myself. Am I fake news? Am I a prank? Sources say, maybe. Here at Roundball Rock, we're always looking for ways to be viral. And the biggest way to be viral currently, at least in podcasting form, is through true crime mysteries, where people talk really softly, like this. So here, without further ado, 
is a round ball dock. Man's not fans. The true story of the rise and fall and rise again of the Scoop NBA. These guys are doing something, and then the, the big bloggers found it, and they wanted to get it shut down. Be a man, <laughs> not a fan. So how did I find the answer to one of NBA Twitter's deepest mysteries? Who was behind the Scoop NBA? It was easy. I had a much more famous person, Coach Dave Dufour, tweet out, Hey, when do I get to learn about who's behind the Scoop NBA? And the Scoop NBA responded. And the answer? You're about to find out. The answer was it was college kids. And one high school kid. Here's one now. Yeah, so, um, I mean, we, it was probably about six or seven of us total. We, we were part of a bigger group chat, probably 25, 30 people. Um, but we were always, you know, we always had our own thing kind of going on. And, you know, one day we formed a regular group chat, just us six, seven guys. And, and we started, you know, throwing ideas back and forth. Um, we kind of knew the, the power that social media has. And we know that, uh, like us, because we're fans, you know, we know that we, we kind of want a lot of things to be jumping around during the offseason, but there really wasn't anything going on. Here's another one. Oh, also, I should probably tell you, at points, you're going to hear another voice, and that's my co-producer, Sean Keane. But he doesn't matter, because true crime podcasts are always more about the host than even the crime. The start of the scoop was near the beginning of free agency or like the draft time, sort of after the NBA finals and nothing's really going on. We're uh, all the people who founded it. We have like a Celtics group chat together and Mm -hmm. somebody in the chat tweeted out on like a random spam account he had that the Celtics were shopping Al Horford and were (laughs) considering a trade for um, Mello from the Thunder. (laughs) That like blew up and we're like, damn, people really are gullible. So we just kind of ran with that, and it all kind of stemmed out from there. Here's another one. He's the one in high school. So, I mean, it started because essentially all of all of us in the scoop were friends, and we have been for a while because of like a Celtics group chat that we have on Twitter. But So I'm not really sure, but we have some like creative people in the chat, obviously, and it struck somebody to you know start breaking fake news. So um, that's what we did. So... It starts with you You guys put this uh, this fake rumor out there, not as the scoop, and then what happens? Okay, so that page was on, um, it was like Michael Anthony MBA, and that was our, our first official reporter. <laughs> with a Y, Michael year. with a Y, that's important. <laughs> like the bass player for Van Halen, but... M-Y-C-H-A-E-L Anthony... <laughs> And then after that, we were like, yo, what if we all just made these fake reporter accounts and started firing them out? And we were like, what if we all worked at the same company? One of the most brilliant things about the Scoop NBA is its logo. Two basketballs sitting on an ice cream cone that have melted and look like more basketballs. Here's the story behind the logo. Yeah, I remember when we were like coming up with the whole name and then the, the logo idea. Um, and then he he found the picture and I'm like, what is that? I was like, that is like, 
exactly what we need. It's like so corny and so like low budget, but it'll work. <laughs> but if you're going to start fake trade rumors, how do you make sure someone sees those fake trade rumors? The answer, the Orlando magic. And one of our <laughs> friends in the group lives in the Orlando area. Mm-hmm. And he uh, ran a page, Magic Junkies. And it had like a decent following, like 500, 600. Like, just make that the scoop. Nobody cares about the magic anyway. And then yeah. <laughs> after that, so we had a little bit of a fan base on that. And all of us were like, we got hired by the scoop. What a day. And then we all just started firing out random rumors. And then the scoop would retweet them. Now, did did all of the reporters show up at the same time as the main account did? Um, I want to say we started with, I think, three. Three, three reporters. Uh-huh. And then we added, I think, a fourth and a fifth. People all thought it was just one person running it the yeah. whole time. But we really had five or six people running the accounts and tweeting stuff. We're like, wow, who takes up this much time to do this? But literally to be switching an account, tweeting out one <laughs> fake news thing every couple hours, and people would just go off about it. So if you're going to have a fake news website, you also need fake employees. Let's hear more from them. And later, more about me. So what were the reporter names? Let's go over that real quick. So let's see if we can remember. Michael Anthony, Preston Michael, Chris Collins, Eric O'Shaughnessy, Chris Hand. And I feel like there was like one more. And I can't Chris Hand was most. like the Woj. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Hand was like the picture of him was like the 2K esports league <laughs> manager or something. People found uh, that Brendan, really Yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. Brendan Donahue. <laughs> yeah. That was the original picture of Chris Hand. How'd you choose your name, Chris Hand? I think um, I know there was something behind it. And I think it was just something that day. I was just sitting in school. So like I'm a high school student. This was like most of this was during school. But something struck me as like Chris is obviously a pretty generic first name. And then Hand was like it could have just been my hand, but uh, I believe Chris Hand was also the one who, in his bio, had avid coffee drinker. <laughs> that was in like that, everyone's bio. Yeah, <laughs> he said. Oh, oh yeah, great. <laughs> NBA coverage from the Newark Sun, <laughs> California raised, New York City living. Fan of a good cup of coffee and those who don't take themselves too seriously. <laughs> Like, could that? Don't you think that could basically be Peter King's bio? <laughs> well, mine for Chris Collins was a NBA beat reporter out of the Brooklyn slash New York area, avid coffee drinker who likes to take his dog on walks. <laughs> writer for At the Scoop NBA. <laughs> so, how long you guys have these? You guys have these fake reporter, fake news accounts, mm-hmm. and you're tweeting stuff like. Uh, Chris Hand is tweeting like sources say the Celtics have already made a deal for Kawhi or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How long do you, are you guys doing this before people catch really catch on? Um, it was honestly probably only a few days, just because uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the whole uh, weird Celtics Twitter thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a few of us, we we're all Celtics fans, but a few of us had pretty heavy influence in you know in that, and um. So, you know, we would go on those accounts and just kind of either retweet or respond from our actual <laughs> accounts. And it was just it was a snowball effect. People just, people ate it up. Here's Chris Hand on one memorable rumor he tweeted out. 
Speaking of rumors, one time in middle school, a rumor about me started that I was rich because my parents bought me Calvin Klein jeans. We were not rich, and it was the only pair of jeans I owned. The Warriors are you know, exploring the possibility of um, trading for Anthony Davis. And then I, and then in, I said, like, for Andre Iguodala, Jordan Bell, and several first-round picks. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's not a great, that's like not really a great return, but I think it was <laughs> just enough for people to be like, what the fuck? I mean, I, I guess that's a lot of number ones. Um, yeah. I, mean, were, I mean, the, rattled. It's the same trade-off, or I think Daryl Morey pitched for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah. So you're doing this for a few days. How long before people catch on? It was literally like day one or day two when like Duncan and all the other verified blue checks were coming at us. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it no time at all. It did not. No prank can happen without someone being upset. And in this case, it was bloggers like Duncan Smith and Rob Lopez. I played a prank on myself one time. It's called working for the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company for eight years of my life. Here's the scoop on the backlash from their prank, not from me working at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. We had a guy that literally dedicated like three weeks to just like doing hours and like days of research to see if we were real. And, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so and, funny. <laughs> yeah, he took he took so much pride in like like exposing us and saying we were fake and all this and that. So what happens in the uh, in the scoop group chat when the blue checks start coming at you? What's your we, guys' we're, response? <laughs> we're just like because uh, it it really honestly went way further than we like <laughs> imagined, and we have Rob Lopez back searching all of our profile pictures and then just making threads on it when we literally just googled "man in suit" and just made our ad. <laughs> And he's just like being like, well, this is actually a grad student from Xavier. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> it was kind of a lot of fun, man. I'm not going to lie to you seeing these these fake personas kind of triggering all these verified accounts and whatnot. Yeah, because what, you know, we can't let these, we can't let anyone speculate that Al Horford's going to restructure his deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They're having such a fit over that, like, CBA. Like, oh, my gosh. That. That one tweet, somebody said that we were going to restructure Al Horford's deal to go for LeBron. They're like, you can't do that in basketball. And they had a whole fit over that. Yeah, I mean, we, I think the biggest thing that we were trying to do was try to, obviously it was fake, you know, what we were saying, but try to make it as believable as possible. You know, there were times where um, guys on different accounts were just tweeting like things that just did not seem believable at all. And it was kind of like, you know, blowing the whole cover of it. Yeah, there was uh, it, there was a guy who went and found um, some image, an image of I think it was probably Eric O'Shaughnessy on like a stock image site, and I yeah. believe Eric O'Shaughnessy's response was to defend his modeling career <laughs> and say yeah. it was something yeah. like, "Look, I can't model and be a basketball insider." The scoop gets in a very public fight with. Excellent Pistons blogger, Duncan Smith. And that prompts the scoop to be down a man. Unfortunately, one of our like best uh, 
fake news breakers. Uh, he ended up dipping just because we were like getting some attention, I guess, from people. Not all of it was positive. People were, yeah, I was getting there. Our, the original founder DM Duncan, why are you doing this for fame? Question mark when he was trying to take us down. <laughs> there was like one time, one guy like came in our DMs like pissed and like just calling us a bunch of losers and stuff. And then um, the guy that ran the Preston account, he answered and he said that that this wasn't fake and that it was real and that this is how he takes care of his family and. <laughs> And then the guy, the guy that DM'd, like immediately felt terrible. He's like, "Dude, sorry. I thought you guys were a parody. I didn't mean to, to disrespect you." Now, I, I have a lot of sympathy for this because I had a, I had a long stretch um, when I was like seventeen of aggressively writing fake uh, letters to the newspaper mm-hmm. in this teen section of our paper in <laughs> California, and. Yep. You guys know the best thing to do, especially if you're trying to blow it up, is to aggressively go after anyone who questions you in any way. And Mm -hmm. so that was my favorite thing is that the responses weren't just like, you're wrong. It was, well, my favorite phrase that came out of the whole thing is, of course, uh, be a man, not a fan. That was gold, yeah. And it's such a hilarious way to shut someone down because you could tell... It made people very angry to hear "be a man, not a fan." But oh yeah, you keep spreading hate. I'll keep being great. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the original person who is running the scoop account, but I more towards the back end. I have to credit the original founder for those great quotables like "be a man, <laughs> not a fan," and how he just destroyed Duncan one v one and got Twitter supporting our side. <laughs> He said, it's Adrian. We're mutuals here. (laughs) Well, one of the funniest things about this scoop is a lot of this came up the other day we were talking about this scoop because our friends, uh, our friend from Vice Sports and the Take It or Break It podcast, Corbin Smith, had just decided to be like the staunchest scoop defender. And people still think it's him. Oh my god. People will be like, oh, it's Corbin and John Wilms. They're the scoop. No, no, we can <laughs> air that out right now. That's not that. If framing Corbin Smith for your crimes isn't high point enough, the scoop also tricked an entire radio station. By the way, Adnan probably did it. The peak of the scoop has to be the radio show, honestly. <laughs> Were you the one on the radio, or was that someone uh, else? If you've heard the radio show, you will recognize my voice. I was on there as Chris Collins. Originally, the Molly and Hanley show DM'd Chris Hand about going on. And the <laughs> other guy who ran the account was busy at the time where they wanted, so he sent their chat if anyone else did. I was like, I'll do it. That, that one was the biggest W we took, for sure. I had been... I got contacted by, I'm not going to say the radio station, but a big-time Chicago sports radio station. I'm not really sure if there's more than one, but uh, like from what I understand, these are like, I don't know, they're up there. But No, I think, I think they are big, fairly big guys. Yeah. So the, <laughs> in size, they're like in, no, 
Well, um, I mean, it is Chicago, so... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of wet beef sandwiches from those radio guys. <laughs> yeah. So we were, um, we were on, like, a morning show with those guys. I... Unfortunately, I was... I mean, I had school that day. The guy said, do you want to come on from, like, 9 to 10 tomorrow or something and talk about the NBA draft? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, dude. I think they had, like, an intern do it, too. It was so funny. He'd, like, DM me. But, um... So I had but one you, of my other guys do it. Because you had to go to your high school class. You yeah, I did. You couldn't yeah. go on the radio as an NBA draft expert. You didn't have exactly. a free period at that yeah. time. But, yeah. If it, I if had help. It was pretty close. But. Yeah. At that point, when, when he gets the offer to be on the radio as an NBA expert... What is your guys' reaction? Like, could you even believe that it, that happened? <laughs> nah, that that was like our we made it. <laughs> that, that, that was our we made it. Yeah, definitely. I think that that right there just kind of showed what we were, what we were like talking about beforehand the whole time about how how easily you can influence people over social media. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we really literally got a college kid out of nowhere to appear on a radio show as an NBA expert. Because just because the Twitter bio literally said NBA expert, yeah, and mm-hmm. then something like it if there's coffee there, coffee. you can find me. Yeah. <laughs> it also yeah. said avid yeah. coffee drinker. <laughs> yeah, he is knowledgeable though. He he does definitely know how to how to hold himself, and he he. I think I from what I told or from what he told us, um, the interview actually went pretty well, which was oh. uh, I think uh, it pissed off the bloggers even more. I had to wake up at like nine in the morning to go on the radio and then nailed their pick and they took down the segment. I was pretty upset. Uh, yeah, that radio interview is like my holy grail. I want to listen to it so bad, but it is <laughs> impossible to find. Well, on how radio you- interview, all they did was, uh, I just did a little bit of like background because I knew it was a Chicago based station and they were going to ask me a lot about like the Bulls pick and stuff. And everybody was like talking about them getting Michael Porter Jr. Just like as an NBA fan, I was like, that really doesn't make that much sense to me. And then we were researching, I was like, I think Wendell Carson is going to be their guy. And I told them that on the radio show. <laughs> and then they go and draft him. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe they should have hired Chris Collins instead of Jim Boylan. Yeah. Some sin. They also, when I was on there, asked me about the twenty third pick, which I literally didn't even know they had at the time. <laughs> so I was just like, uh, "I think they'll turn." And I just started listing off Celtics guys I knew they were looking at the back end of the first round because that's like the only thing I really keep up with. So he went on there, and I like I found I got the app to listen to it live, like I really wanted to. So I ended up telling my health teacher what this scenario was, and I asked if I could just leave the class for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if you let me <laughs> so i was walking in the hallways like with that thing on with one earbud in trying to listen and then it got pushed back a little bit because they couldn't like establish a connection with them so i had to go back to class uh, and then we got a fire drill <laughs> <laughs> wow the moly and hanley page literally deleted that interview and never said a word about it when everybody was coming at their mentions <laughs> Um, well, thanks. but you nailed the pick. That's the thing that yeah, the, the it's yeah, hilarious. You just got the as pick. good at mock drafting as the anyone stu- else, and that's the probably stu- why has elite draft coverage. Like, <laughs> so I just found this in the thread. 
the guy who I used for Chris Collins was apparently an Australian reporter, and I just remember how he found <laughs> the page and he tweeted about me using his picture for my profile. <laughs> it's like some Australian news anchor, Tom Mitchell. <laughs> He said, bears an uncanny resemblance that into us breaking NBA news out of Brooklyn. (laughs) 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 I completely forgot about that. Every prank has to end at some point, and so does every true crime radio parody. Trust me, we're getting there. But let's learn about the end of the scoop first. I am also very tired of doing this voice. So... Let's talk about the death of the scoop. So you guys are ver- like voraciously fighting everybody. You're on the radio. People are then mad about the radio. The score takes the interview down within like what two hours. It was pretty short, yeah. Um, then when do you guys decide to kind of just like I don't want to fight with these guys anymore? After that, it just, like, literally, it went, we did not have it going this far whatsoever. And with just, after the radio show, it literally got way too big. And it was just becoming too much of a hassle doing it with everybody just screaming at us every single tweet we had. Yeah, you guys, you guys were fake like. news, block these guys. You guys were like, uh, we want to go back to just being fans, not mans. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. It is this weird. It feels almost like a Trump era thing where people are like, "We gotta call out this fake news. <laughs> this is not normal." Yeah, all these, all the blue check marks thought they were like the Mueller investigation for sure. Uh-huh. They, thought yeah. they, were, they thought they were taking down like the Wolf of Wall Street or something. <laughs> we got to a point, honestly, that just we didn't really know how much farther we could take it, just because right. so many people knew we were fake that. <laughs> The bloggers just kind of ruined it for us, you know, like they made sure that we weren't going to have any credibility, even as a parody page. (laughs) So the other thing I wanted to ask you about is once you guys are in like in really deep with this, you make the amazing decision to, as the scoop, announce that you fired three of your fake reporters. (laughs) (laughs) Whose idea was that? Because it is insanely genius. It is like oh, diabolical. That, that was that was my that was when I was running the page. I uh, we did that one out. I was like, you know, maybe maybe we can rebrand and just salvage this somehow. Because I was just looking for the last go some way to go out. <laughs> I fire everybody, and the fake reporters get mad at the scoop. It's just such a it's a civil war going on. Yeah, because I if I remember right, you announced that you fired three reporters and then one of the reporters claims he resigned. Mm-hmm. This, uh, there were a couple bloggers who were kind of crowing like, yeah, they disappeared. They were never real to begin with. I guess they fired all those guys. And somebody wrote back, uh, actually, Preston Michael resigned. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he wasn't fired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that was the whole thing. Um, I think I think there was actually a thing that we did where where some of the the reporters got in an argument and Preston actually quit. Were yeah. you sad the day Chris Hand was fired from the scoop? I don't. I think I mean, <laughs> at that point, it was it was just like the bubbling over of days and days of just internal strife in the organization, brought on by <laughs> uh, you know continued onslaughts. 
I mean, normal. Uh, luckily, the Scoops Ombudsman was probably there to smooth things out a little bit. <laughs> I also tweeted out that we were looking for new reporters, and the only requirement was to be a man and not a fan. It's <laughs> some random, like, some, uh, some, and like, ballsy, I guess, like, wow, this piece is really sexist, too. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a strong interpretation. <laughs> did you, did you get anyone who genuinely tried to, tried to ask to write for you? Did the oh, thirst yeah. go? After I tweeted that, people were DMing me, like <laughs> trying to get on the page. They were like, <laughs> "I just somebody said, how do I become a part of the scoop? Yo, I'm interested. How do I sign up? I'm definitely interested since you clean house. I follow the NBA religiously. Like I'm just reading through the DMs right now. <laughs> oh, I, I like that somebody was like, you know, I didn't like, I didn't like what Preston H. Michael was doing, but now that you got to clean <laughs> house, I'll attach myself to the scoop brand." Somebody said, I think what you're doing is great. <laughs> I mean, I also think what you guys were doing was great. <laughs> People then just spend days fighting with you guys. Mm-hmm. At a point where you... Ha- what Did that get old for you guys? Where it was like, just get over it, man. Um, like, everybody knows we're fake now. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, it was kind of annoying, yeah, but, I mean, it, it kind of just was funny, too, because it's, like, I think the people that were, like, fighting with us, like, trying to expose us, I think they were making themselves look worse than we did. Yeah. Because, like, everybody knows we're already fake. You know, the whole thing's kind of already in the air, and you and are you still And you guys were collecting. being hilarious about it. Yeah, and it was just the way we were reacting. You're like, you know what? If we're going to already get exposed this quick, let's, just, let's, let's have some fun with it. And then these guys are, like you know, turning into detectives and like, like reverse searching images on Google and like looking for credentials of these orders <laughs> online and stuff. Like I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if it's that serious. So in your opinion from the inside, how big do you think the scoop NBA controversy was? In between like finals and draft, that was some of the biggest news going around on NBA Twitter. Like I'd just be scrolling on my like regular account, I'd see people talking about the scoop, and I was like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) We literally could have kept on going doing the same thing throughout the offseason. People still would have bit on it. We just kind (laughs) of got tired of people yelling at us. And just like that, the scoop was gone. But. Just as Kevin Hart and the Oscars learned recently, on the internet, nothing stays dead forever, including the Scoop NBA and pictures of me with my ex-girlfriends on Facebook. I, I think, like, I mean, it's cool to look back now, and so, like once in a while, maybe I'll look up the the Scoop NBA and like in between tweets about like NBA young boy and other just <laughs> unrelated. <laughs> topics um i mean some people say like some people are still saying like oh remember the scoop dude that was so funny and then other people saying like dude what the hell those guys cost me my living or something like that <laughs> yeah this, that's not i real though <laughs> that's how, I no, that's ten thousand dollars that al horford was gonna read structure his contract <laughs> because of inside information from eric o'shaughnessy and now i'm homeless <laughs> <laughs> from australia nine news reporter Chris Collins. <laughs> well, also, you'll get occasionally guys will even now hear a rumor about something, and then and then I've I've seen people quote tweet it and say, "Did you get that from the Scoop NBA I've or something?" That. I've, seen <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I 
I think the funniest thing too is like I said with the whole how we we basically all have um like the weird Celtics you know Twitter like we we've been in there right so I've never in my life like quoted anything from the scoop or like retweeted anything so like nobody would have any idea what I was a part of it and so me seeing that on my timeline is the funniest thing to me. All these so, bloggers. So <laughs> for you guys, yeah. for you guys, because we we don't know all the bloggers, obviously. I'm sure there's a lot. How I want to get from your perspective, how big did this really get? Because we only saw from our side of it. We don't know from from your guys' side of it. I mean, it was big enough where it was all like most of my Twitter feed was talking about <laughs> for like three straight days. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's, that's. I mean, amazing. it never hit like verified territory and unfortunately there's no like you didn't you guys didn't reach like deadspin has to write a story about it level but i think you were pretty close i think so too i think that radio the radio interview was probably right there yeah i think the score took the radio interview down soon enough where i bet if that radio interview was up for like a day you guys would have gotten a deadspin story Mm -hmm. that would have been amazing that would have been amazing for sure. Also, will you ever do a better prank than the Scoop NBA, you think? Probably not. That got way too big. Yeah, getting well, on the radio <laughs> is like an all-time. <laughs> Although, unlike in other true crime podcasts where Dirty John is dead forever, what about the Scoop? Uh, spoiler alert for Dirty John. Do people say spoiler alert anymore? Are there any plans for the scoop to return? Not imminent, but we've always considered be coming back as like an onion thing, as like a satire sort of page. But we don't know how much backlash people people would still be mad at us over last time. So still intense about maybe doing that one like next off season or something. I think personally, uh, you guys have a lot mm-hmm. more fans than you do have people mad at you. That would be my guess. It kind of seemed like that, but it's just like. So many arguments in the mentions. <laughs> um, we haven't discussed me airing this out yet, but I, I'll do it anyways. Uh, we we did talk about a comeback, and we we are trying to see what angle we can take on that. Wow, twist ending. I will say that in my zero years of reporting, this is far and away the deepest I've ever gotten in a story. I was obsessed. I learned a lot. Now, some final thoughts from the scoop. Thank you for your loyalty and those who can uh, have a laugh every now and then and not and those replying in Rob Lopez threats. You're out here doing God's work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's an actual tweet I'm looking at right now. <laughs> to all my people, I will always be uh, out there you know, subtly like liking the tweets from back then. <laughs> so if you see like a phantom in the night, like liking the old tweets just know that we're always with you okay fans maybe maybe the scoop will be back one day as a as a the onion of basketball and people can once again be a man and not a fan yeah that's the perfect ending for this <laughs> uh, the, the sun's right into the sunset <laughs> <laughs> round ball docs is a production of me the person who is definitely the most important thing happening in this story and not all the people that did hilarious things or had good stories to tell or are in jail for murder 
Me, I'm the most important. I never realized that sometimes you're not reporting on a story. A story is reporting on you. Now, back to you, Ira Glass. Well, hard-hitting stuff, Sean. Yeah, that was that was incredible. The amount of research we want to we want do want to give credit to um Dave DeFore. Dave DeFore did a lot of the legwork <laughs> on this story. Uh actual actual reporter Dave DeFore. He's a coach. <laughs> coach. Coach Dave DeFore. Actual coach Dave DeFore <laughs> at Dave DeFore NBA. Uh big fan of the scoop uh for years. It's weird we now know people who actually know things about basketball. Let's just I say don't that. and I don't like it. Like I <laughs> I enjoy speaking with Dave, but uh sometimes when when he'll just blow up certain things that we've asserted confidently for months with no basis, uh it hurts a little he bit. He has but. he has been nice enough not to talk shit about Anthony Randolph though. Oh my so god. That's good. He did, well, yeah, because <laughs> he would be dead to us. Um. So thanks to Dave Dufour, thanks to the Scoop NBA, mm-hmm. um, thanks to uh, Hugh Downs, uh-huh. thanks to Stone Phillips, thanks to John Stossel. Yeah, <laughs> all that. Exactly. Well, where I, I was going the, his his column, uh, the Scoop NBA. Give me a break. It's <laughs> a big inspiration for this. And even though this was a serious episode. It's the end of the year, uh-huh. so I figured one more time we have to try for virality. Uh-huh. Uh, again, Grantland Jr. earlier this year had a huge viral smash with their Halle Luca, Luca Doncic parody song. Yes. And we want in on this. We want in on these clicks, dude. We want to be... As big in parody songs as the Scoop NBA was in parody scoops. Yeah, we're kind of like the Scoop NBA, but only for Luka Doncic-specific parody songs. songs. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, Sean, do you want to explain what this one is? Uh, This is our seventh Luka Doncic parody song. Um not necessarily our last, our last of 2018, but uh, this is what people want from basketball. Anyway, this is a uh, this was inspired by um, some another another group of four people that wanted to change the world, just like the Scoop NBA. It's inspired by the Beatles, and uh, the song's called Luca D. And Sean, is there anything you want to plug before we go? Oh yeah, uh, if you're in Sunnyvale. I will be at uh, Rooster Tea Feathers the second weekend of January. That's the uh, 10th through the 13th with Moses Storm. Oh, comedian. Unfriended. I was just, that's how I've been describing him to anyone. The social media horror thriller Unfriended starred Moses Storm. And now he's headlining Rooster Tea Feathers uh, on El Camino Real in Sunnyvale. Very close to the Cupertino Inn. Um, and then as for me... You can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where one time I tweeted, 
When you go to the store and end up leaving with five new pairs of at Fila USA shoes, including this Monday's dance shoe, hashtag my go-to shoe. <laughs> what a good hashtag that is. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's do more investigative journalism in 2019. When I find myself <laughs> at the end of the shot clock, Coach Rick comes to me. Drawing up a play for Luca D. And in front of Moharkless, he is rising up to shoot the three, sending it to overtime. Luca D. Luca D. Luca D. Luca D. Luca D. The D, it stands for Doncic, Luka D. And when the broken-hearted fans living in Atlanta agree they never should have traded Luka D. And though Trey Young has started he only shoots 25% from three. Sir Foster's overrated. Luca D. Luca D. Luca D. Luca D. Luca D. The D is not for DeAndre. Luca D. Luca D. Luca D. Luca D, Luca D. He's wider than White Dante. Luca D. Ladies and gentlemen, Eduardo Nahara. Oh, Luca, you're not a role player. You're on a roll, player. I bet Yugoslavia would reunite just to get you back, girl. When you step back and take that jumper, the ball goes straight to my heart, girl. Luka D, Luka D, Luka D, Luka D. The D, it stands for Doncic, Luka D. And when the owner's racist, there is still a light that shines in Big D. The Slovenian mixtape artist, Luka D. I want to trade Dennis Smith Jr. Expiring contracts come to me. And at least one switchy wing for three and D. 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 This song has a twist ending. Three and D. 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 The D is for Damari Carroll, 3 and D. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.